Welcome to Cascade Connects, a podcast focusing on the people and events in the Cascade Collegiate Conference. Here is your host, CCC Commissioner Robert Cashel. Welcome to this edition of Cascade Connects. I'm your host, Conference Commissioner Rob Cashel, and today I am joined by Colby Blaine, head men's basketball coach at the College of Idaho, and one of his players, Paul Wilson. Coach and Paul, thank you guys for joining the Cascade Connect. You bet. Thanks for having us. Well, let's jump right in. I know, Kobe, that uh, coaches hate to look back, uh, but we, we'd really struggle if we didn't at least acknowledge what a great run you guys had last year on the way to the national championship. So just take a minute uh, to talk about that run and, and, and uh, getting, getting set for this year. Yeah, well, I, I it it never gets old talking about, you know, we, we certainly enjoyed the journey and so we want to remember it. But it's funny, the other day we were talking with our team about, you know, we don't want to compare ourselves. Comparison is the thief of all joy, right? Like, you know, trying to be what uh, a team was last year or the year before is hard. But the funny thing is, is if we want to be national champions, then who do we study? You know, and so we tell our team all the time, like, we're going to study ourselves. We're going to try to compare ourselves and, and figure out where we need to go. But it was a heck of a run. We had a an incredible group that really bought into the whole package. You know, it wasn't just hoops. They bought into getting better, you know, in life off the court and their academics, their relationships and their strength and conditioning. And um, and you saw a team that just really hit their stride at the end of the year last year and, and uh, wasn't willing to allow themselves to lose. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it, you never want to look too far in the rearview mirror, in particular in sports, because that takes away from what you're trying to accomplish with a new group. And Paul, you've obviously been involved uh, with the program for several years now, were a key contributor uh, to that run last year, and look to be another key contributor this year. So tell me about your guys' attitude and kind of how you're, how you're taking this year and trying to create a new process, if you will. Well, I mean, it was a great run last year, as you said, but um, I think this group right now, we're really focused on being our own individual selves and our own team compared to last year. Everyone wants to compare us to last year's team. And I think we all have been told, Coach has been the first one to tell us this, that we just need to focus on being our team, not some a team in the past. And uh, I think some of the things that we're doing to do that is uh, having a good response time and not living in the past we're just living in the present moment right now and uh just going at it one day at a time just so we have a chance to be able to be at that spot again well looking forward to 23-24 obviously number one uh ranked team in our conference picked to win it again uh been really the last four years you've been picked to win it you have four conference championships under your belt in that time frame the only year you didn't win the championship was the goofy covid year that uh n nobody wants to look at and, and and relive any of that but kobe uh one of the things about being a defending champ, whether it's conference or obviously with you guys nationally, is you do have that target on you. And and you've started out, you, you did pick up a, a, a loss early in this preseason against Vanguard. And, and uh, I'm sure that you have that target on your back. And as we head into conference play, what kind of things are you trying to do to motivate this team to, number one, accept that, hey, uh, we may not ever go on that run like we did last year, uh, which was number one in the country for for uh, uh, had lost in a, in a number of number of games. But you know, how do you prepare your team for that up and down that a season can hold? 
Yeah, well, I think it's all perspective. You know, one thing we like to do is really try to educate our guys on the journey they're on. And so sometimes that education means like offensive and defensive statistics about how do you become a champion? Like that helps educate our guys, but it's also about the journey. You know, last year uh, we lost our first game of the year because we played uh, the number one team in the country, Arizona Christian, you know, but had we played them our eighth game of the year, it would have felt different, right? And and lost to them at that point. And so um, one thing that we've noted, we study national champions as much as anybody in the country. Like we're we're constantly pulling stats and, and you know, culture things from different programs. And um, one thing that uh, that we've noted two years ago when we really broke down national champions was that none of them have been undefeated. In the last 10 years, you can't, there is not an undefeated national champion. So I think what's really unique about our program is we're, we know that we're not invincible. We know that we are going to maybe lose a game here or there. We want to always have a chance to win. Um, but what we do do a good job of, I think, is we've learned from our losses a lot. Like, I know Paul's been with me for five years now. And Paul and I could sit here and go back through every loss that we've had over the last five years and tell you a story about something we've learned. And so I think that's why you've seen those big streaks happen is because we really do learn. But we open up uh, with the hardest road trip for us is, uh, you know, OIT in Southern Oregon on the men's side. The longest trip, two very good opponents, uh, two healthy teams right now. And so, you know, it's perspective that if we go on the road and it goes well for us, well, that was a heck of a, a road trip for us. But, you know, if, if, if it doesn't go well for us on the road, um, it's expected that we happen to be playing that road trip early in our season and we still need time to keep developing. And so uh, we're just constant learners and, and uh, try not to get down if we make, uh, you know, if we have losses. Yeah, as you mentioned, opening up this weekend uh, on the road against Oregon Tech, which is a, a NAIA perennial powerhouse. Southern Oregon has always been very good under uh, previous uh, head coach uh, Matt uh, Coach McDermott, who unfortunately passed away, and now Matt Zossel is there. Uh, what do you expect from those two teams? Um, Parnell, Coach Parnell, is a little bit more of a known factor. You've coached again him, against him a few more years, but what do you expect from those two teams this weekend? Yeah, well, we have we opened up with SOU on on Friday night, um, and the one thing that uh, that they did a good job of last year was they changed their defense up a lot, um, and so that can really definitely throw off your rhythm. And so we certainly want to be uh, emotionally prepared for that that change up of defense. They have quite a few new guys though, and so that'll be new for us. Um, and then we head to OIT um, on Saturday night, and you're going to get a team that is healthy and is extremely hungry, right? And you you come off years last year where they had a lot of freak accident or you know injuries where guys had to sit out the whole year, and those storylines can really push you sometimes. So we know we're coming into a, a place that uh, is hungry to really prove themselves. And, what a better chance than to play the Yotes on their home court. Paul, uh, one of the one of the trademarks of your guys' team is just a lot of intensity up and down the court. You really like to push it offensively. You play a, a, a zone defense that really throws people off. It's one of the few few teams in the country that, that do that. Talk a little bit about uh, that ebb and flow of a game and, and really what you guys try to do to prepare for that emotion on the court. Coaches can only do so much. You're out there and you and you're playing. Um, I, I think there's a lot of preparation that goes into practice to get us prepared for that. And that goes all the way into our preseason. Um, we have uh, a lot of different challenges that we face every preseason that, that has to do with conditioning, uh, the weight room, and just mentally as well. 
and all those challenges are a preparation for what the Cascade uh, Collegiate Conference is, which is it's a tough uh, battle every night we play. Like there is no team that doesn't have a chance to win every any given night. Um, but some of the things that we really focus on is, especially this year, is we want to be able to introduce ourselves. Um, we want to be able to uh, throw out the first punch and be able to show what we are as a team, which is we're tough um, and we, we want to push the ball. We want to push it with pace. And so um, being able to fall back on those experiences that we have in the preseason really allows us to be able to prepare for the games that we play. And, and Paul, again, a key contributor off the bench the last several years with C of I. Uh, what your, is your role the same this year? Are you coming off the bench or, or are, you, are you starting or is it, is it kind of week to week with you? And, and what, what do you like to do? Uh, would you rather, do you like to come off the bench and, and really kind of add that energy? Um, yeah, so uh, my role is uh, I come off the bench and um, I'm someone that provides energy. I consider myself somewhat of an enforcer uh, when it comes to defense. Like, that's my specialty. Um, and I prefer coming off the bench, honestly. I did have a chance earlier in my career that I started a couple of games. And uh, I just kind of didn't feel the same. Um, I get to feel the flow of the game for a couple of minutes just watching it. And that allows me to be, be able to be better prepared when I enter the game. So I've enjoyed being able to come off the bench and help my uh, team however I can. Coach, you have uh, obviously a, a roster that has a lot of returners from last year's championship team. Uh, you've brought in an outstanding recruiting class. I read one uh, one blog where they're wondering if they're they're, they're going to stop you at the border at Montana. You keep, keep taking all the Gatorade players of the year out of Montana. But uh, talk to me a little bit about your recruiting class this year, who's coming in, and then talk to me a little bit about the talent level and, and how do you kind of uh, make that decision with your players like with Paul of, hey, you know, your best, your best help for us is coming off the bench and, and doing what you do off the bench. Yeah, well, uh, we did bring back 13 returners from last year's squad. We didn't bring in too many guys, brought three in. I mean, then we had one, one of those 13, Aaron Strings is actually coming off a season ending injury last year. So he wasn't able to play for it last year. He's not healthy. And so um, we are still trying to navigate early in the year what our rotations look like, who can, who plays best at what times of the game. Um, who's productive in their minutes, all that stuff. But um, we have had Alex uh, Germer, a Montana State transfer, um, and Dougie Peoples from Butte, Montana, both playing um, pretty significant roles for us so far in the beginning of the season here. Both are shooters. Both are not shooting it great yet, but they will get there. Um, I know that over the course, I always go back and I look at like our pro progress as our season goes on every year, and we're always slow to start. Um, it's just a tradition for us, I guess. Um, but we will hit our stride, and those two can really shoot, um, and they'll add add some perimeter depth for us for sure. Um, but I think what's you know interesting, you ask about Paul coming off the bench, and um, we have a lot of guys. You know, Johnny Radford, our leading scorer, is coming off the bench. You know, uh, Stratton Rogers, one of our leading rebounders, comes off the bench. Um, and I think what's big for us and our program is that we are not consumed with. Uh, what society might think is the coolest things. Like, yes, starting is cool. It is a cool reward, right? But if we really want to win the game, we got to try to figure out how do we play the 200 minutes, the five spots, 40 minutes at each spot. That's 200 minutes. How do we play that the best? And some guys are better playing their minutes earlier in halves. Some guys need to play their minutes later in halves. Um, we need them to be ready for free throws or blow pressure or, you know, like we get pressed, like things like that. And so, um, you know, that's how we make our decisions. But we're lucky enough to have a great group of guys who don't take it personally, just want to win. And I think that's what you're seeing. 
Coach, I read somewhere where you said, hey, my X's and O's aren't any better than anybody else's, but um, I really coach, I try to coach on the emotion of the game, on what's going on in that moment. Expand on that just a little bit, because I, I found that really fascinating. Yeah, well, it, you know, we talked earlier about learning from our losses. And over the course, this is the start of my sixth year as a head coach, and over the course of the years, every loss or even, you know, the wins and you, you maybe you have some grind and you're trying to figure out why is that? Like what, why'd we lose tonight? You know, what's grinding us out mentally? And so I started to realize like, oh, okay, well, certain systems make us feel certain ways, right? Like um, a certain type of uh, defense is going to make you, make you as a player feel cer a certain way. Like Paul, as a big guy, one night he might get fronted, one night he might get double teamed, one night he might get played one-on-one -on -one and he's got to jump up and score. Those are all going to make you feel a different way. And so we've actually really started to try to study, um, you know, how does it make you feel, but then try to educate our team ahead of the game. Here's what, it's not just here's what they're going to do, but it's also here's how it's going to make you feel, right? And so if we can, if we can um, anticipate those emotions, then when we're in the heat of the game, we can actually communicate how to make adjustments and not be frustrated with what we don't know is going on. If that makes sense, you know? So, um, so I try not to coach too much of the X's and O's really um, more so just preparing, Hey, here's how we're going to feel tonight. Paul, you guys have one of the most incredible environments to play basketball in uh, the Jack. When you guys fill that place up, it's electric. There's nothing quite like it. Uh, in addition to playing at home, is there some place where you love to play because of the energy that they bring? Um, I mean, every place has been great to play at, but um, some of my favorite has been the OIT Southern trip. Um, it's something that's really hard for us. Like we don't win there very often. It feels like sometimes the last couple of years we have. Um, but just being able to be in that environment and it's a hostile environment, we still draw energy from that, which has been pretty great to play those places. Kobe, how about you? Is there is there a place other than obviously being at home and that advantage that the Yote family brings uh, to your gymnasium? Is there a place where kind of you're like, hey, I, I really like going here because uh, because I know the environment's going to be outstanding. We we debate this as a staff all the time. And my favorite is Warner Pack. And everybody's like, what do you mean? It's small and it's dark. And, and I, I love it. It's loud. Every play feels like a championship play in there. Um, I enjoy being in Portland. It's the one trip for us where we get to stay in the same hotel, you know, all three nights we're there with Multnomah being their travel partner. And so uh, Warner, for whatever reason, every year is, is one of my favorite places to play. It's just energetic. Yeah, you're right. It is it, because of the the tightness of the gym that in Northwest, I think uh, yeah. Northwest on a good night can be really, really loud and crazy in there as well. Um, it, it, that's good stuff. Uh, so coach, you know, you've been through this league uh, as an assistant coach and, and now as a head coach for the last six years. Talk about the strength of our conference nationally. I mean, we're it's a grind. Yeah, well, I think you have you have great coaches, but you have a lot of great players, too. I think the Northwest specifically, of course, we pull from every team pulls from different areas of the country. But there's a strong contingent of Northwest players that play in the Cascade Conference. And I think when you look at youth ball and the high school ball and coaches like these are our, our, our players in our league play the game at a championship level. Uh, they're tough. They're gritty we can shoot, right? You get to some other leagues in the country and you can't shoot. Um, and so 
Uh, the league is is uh, is talented, but I also think the track record in itself. You know, every year you can go and debate about you know what what's the best or you know conference in the country, but you just look down the line. College of Idaho national champions. OIT played in the national championship in 2019. LCSC played in it in 2020. So just in the last five years, the Cascade Conference has had three teams play in the national championship game. So. Um, we, you know, I, it's a heck of a league and we really feel like it gets us ready every year, um, obviously for the tournament, but the Friday, Saturday night games do end up playing a big factor for us when you go to a tournament style where it's back to back to back. Um, I think that's helped all of our league. Yeah, Paul, speaking of that, you know, the back to back in our league, because of the, the vastness of our conference uh, can be a challenge, um, not only physically, but mentally as well. But talk about how that has prepared you guys for for a tournament run. Well, as, as, as some people know, the national tournament, like you, you have uh, sometimes you have to play a game and you play literally less than 24 hours later sometimes. And um, we do the same thing in our conference. I really think that it's allowed us to be able to one perfect how we do our scouts. Um, we focus on our first game because that's the most important game at the time. But after you win that game, you got to have this quick turnaround, and it, it really shows how good our teams are in all the conference. Just being able to have that turnaround and be able to go out and compete again after having less than 24 hours to get ready, and it just shows the toughness that this league has. Coach, uh, we all saw the poll. Obviously, you guys came out number one. Is there is there a dark horse that you can think of in our league right now? Maybe somebody who you're thinking, you and your staff are thinking, hey, you know what? They might have been picked pretty low, but we need to watch out for them. And and obviously, you're anybody can win on any night. But is there anybody out there where you're like, hey, you know, the, who they brought in and and what they do, you know, they're dangerous. Yeah, well, I think, uh, I mean, OIT, uh, I've, I've seen a lot of their games as the Raider in our conference, um, watching a lot of teams all over the country. Um, and they're strong. They're healthy and they're strong and they're confident. And they have a system uh, that revolves around toughness that can take you a long way. So I do think OIT is super dangerous. And I think Bushnell's been kind of the the uh, interesting question mark for the, for the preseason is they've got everybody back, which that means they've got a ton of experience. They know how the league works. They know the gyms, they know the grind, um, they have good balance. And so I do think that, you know, if Bushnell settles into the league here, um, they could uh, surprise a few people and move up those rankings here pretty quickly. Coach, I want to talk a little bit about um, if you have any, you know, who are your coaching mentors? Who are people you turn to? You obviously have a Hall of Famer in Marty Holly that you can count on anytime you want. And he, probably if you call him, he'd be in your office in two minutes. Um, but who are who are some of the coaches that you have learned from and who are some of your mentors? I think I, I, think I missed a, a text and a phone call from Marty today already. So he's probably trying <laughs> to help me figure out our offense. But uh, anyway. <laughs> um, I have a couple mentors. I got to work for four incredible head coaches in my time as assistant. And first and foremost is my uh, my former boss, Scott Garson, who was the head coach here at College of Idaho um, for five years before I got the job. Um, but he taught me a ton. He's now at Santa Clara as an assistant, but he taught me a ton just about how to get the community involved and what really matters. You know, there's a lot of things that for him, it just it didn't matter. Like, you know, I learned that you don't have to practice the night before a game uh, on your road trips. Like, you don't have to. You can still win. I, I wouldn't have known that if I didn't, you know, have worked with him. And so Coach Garson um, is always a positive role model for me. He always has a really positive perspective on it. Uh, but I also 
learned a ton. I worked one year with a mentor of mine named Jeremy Cox. And Jeremy Cox is now the associate head coach at UTEP. He's coached everywhere in the country from Texas A&M to Kentucky. He's won a national junior college championship. I got to work with him at College of Southern Idaho. Um, I worked for him for one year, but he taught me more about the game and and uh, maybe the emotions of it all than I ever realized. And um, I still lead on him a lot uh, for advice and, and leadership. Yeah, that's great. And and yeah, you, you better return that text to Marty or I'll see you. He will be, he'll be in the gym posting yeah. up Paul here in, a, in an hour or so. Yes, he will. Paul, uh, you're obviously one of the leaders on the team. Uh, you, you're a veteran. Um, you know, talk about what that role is for you uh, on the team in particular, not that you're the only one because you have 13 returners and people know their role, but but talk about how you lead and and, and how you've helped maybe some of the new people uh, and it, maybe even some of the other people adjust to when they're having, you know, having a down day or things aren't going for them or adjusting to what you guys are doing. What's, what's your leadership like? I would say my leadership is more of a lead by example. Um, I'm someone who's just going to go out there every day. I'm going to work out my hardest. I'm going to do everything to the best of my ability and to the championship ability that we expect in this program. And um, I think it really comes down to everyone on this team is a leader. They all have their special qualities that allow them to uh, be able to share with the team and communicate, which is a big deal in our program. And uh, us being able to show the uh, new guys just what this program is about and be able to give them the roadmap that we were given when we were freshmen and sophomores uh, by our upperclassmen is there's this is how we lead. Colby, if I had to limit you to one word to describe Paul, what would it be? Uh, Grandpa, is that fair? <laughs> He's the old guy. He's been here five years. Um, no, I think the best word would be reliable. He's, he's here every day. And the same Paul Wilson every single day. Paul, same question to you. One word uh, to describe your coach. Um, I'm going to use energy because he, he, he has lots of energy and he uses that to his advantage and uh, helps us out a lot with that energy that we need. Those are, those are two great uh, descriptors that you gave each other. But uh, guys, I want to thank you for coming on Cascade Connects. It's been a great, uh, great half hour with you. Wish you the best of luck this week on the first road trip as we open Cascade Conference play. And just uh, very excited for, for the year in our league. Thank you very much. You bet. Thanks for having us. On behalf of director Courtney Blummer and host Robert Cashel, thanks for tuning in to Cascade Connects, the official podcast of the Cascade Collegiate Conference, 15 championships and over 3,000 student athletes. This is the CCC.